0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law.
3: 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center
0: Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: New polling suggests Nikki Haley would be the strongest in a matchup against Joe Biden. Haley is pushing her vision on education in battleground early states, including her home state of South Carolina. We
1: need to make sure that parents decide which schools their kids go to. Every child
4: deserves a good education, not based on where they're born and raised. Let parents make those decisions where they want their kids to go to school. Haley has signed on to the Moms for Liberty Pledge. The group's mission, advance policies that strengthen parental involvement and decision-making. If you like the sport of seeing who's going to finish a distant second to Donald Trump, Nikki, Nikki Haley is in the lead, it would seem, wow. in terms of public opinion. i write opinion. with
0: General Flynn here. because I'm working with... Sydney Powell here honking for Trump. Would you like Nike Haley is
4: a rock star? Would you like to put money on that? Yeah. To see how um, confident you are in your uh, beliefs. Yeah, that seems very materialistic to me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll tell you this, though school choice is a huge oh, yeah. winning cause uh, for Republicans, and they need to lean into that.
4: Here's some polling in, in terms of uh, the, the Republican nomination I saw yesterday that's different than that CNN poll. For primary voters, this is another reason that uh, Trump is, well, it's unbeatable. Outside of a black swan event, he is unbeatable for the nomination. Um, Polling just Republican primary voters, 61% say the indictment on the Stormy Daniels thing is politically motivated and without merit. On the Florida classified documents case, 67%. Of Republican primary voters Believe it is politically motivated And without merit Both of those are important A higher number for yes. the documents Than the Stormy Daniels yes. this That's is, a bit of
0: a head scratcher, isn't this it?
4: This is, I go on The case involving overturning the 2020 election The DC case, 70% Say it is Politically motivated and without merit And on the Georgia case of the overturning It's 71% <sighs> Wow Wow By the way, this is this is information Joe and I need for how much we should talk about this. Fifty six percent of Republican primary voters say they are aware and following the stories of these indictments very closely with another thirty one percent saying they're following it somewhat closely. Wow. So that's eighty seven percent of Republican primary voters following it very or somewhat closely. All these indictments.
0: Well, here's your factoid on the uh, the Georgia stuff. Oh, that's right. There was some breaking news uh, recently. Let me reopen that. Turns out the uh, Fulton County Grand Jury recommended charges against Lindsey Graham. I declare. Uh, let's see. And the two losers, uh, David Perdue and Kelly Leffler, who ran for Senate, and Georgia Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones. Isn't that the guy who was... Uh, uh, Robin on the original Batman? Bird Jones? <laughs> Bird Ward, I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. Um, let's see. But the uh, evidently, they did not decide to charge those humans, uh, along with the 19 other people. Uh, so here's your factoid of the day on that Georgia case. One of the reasons the ridiculous Fonnie Willis wants to try all of them together is that she estimates the trial is going to be four months long and and include at least 100 witnesses. And if they have to do that for each individual, uh, you know, uh, defendant, they're not going to be able to have any other trials for like two and a half years. All right. But the judge, I heard a clip of him, was extremely skeptical about how that could possibly happen. You know, ten to nineteen defendants all being tried at once, a hundred plus witnesses, and then the ju- can you imagine being on the jury? All right, you got 11 different counts against 19 people. All right, let's start with, I don't know, you can start with Trump if you want. And then you work your way down to some woman, you can't remember if she was the one with the election board, or is that the congressman's uh, secretary? Which one was she again? And then you're supposed to, to figure out which of the 11 counts you think she violated? There's no human being on earth who could possibly keep all of that straight in their heads. And you can take notes, but... You'd have to take pages, the books full
4: of notes, by the way, on the Trump cases, which I'm now more willing to talk about, I guess, since I now know like dang near four out of more than four out of five Republican primary voters are following this stuff closely. Um, So the polling among the general public is kind of the opposite on the are these meritless or not. Uh, The general public, which is what you need to win a general election, thinks these are with merit. The weird thing is, it's like close to 60% of the overall public thinks these, these cases are politically motivated, and he likely did it. Yes. So that's an interesting, does that seem like a...
0: Yeah, it's like OJ, they frame the guy who did it. That's, that's what I think. You know, what's ominous for Republicans, though, is uh, and, and others have speculated that this is the strategy, that the Democrats are trying to strengthen him for the primaries, and then uh, he's unelectable for the general. What's ominous is that uh, the Republicans, in huge, huge, huge numbers, express what you were just saying. Democrats, of course, are the opposite. But independents are leaning pretty strongly toward, nah, that's, this is not good. Oh, even as they uh, concede that a lot of it's politically motivated.
4: The weird thing that's going on between the two candidates right now, Trump and Biden, who are most likely to be running against each other is that either one of them, like according to polling, you know, don't yell at me, according to polling, uh would be beaten by any moderate run the mill person of the other team. Like if you had Non-senile
0: some, as well. Yeah, yeah,
4: if you had a, just like a regular moderate democrat running against Trump, they almost certainly would win. The reverse is also true. If you just had just kind of a moderate run of the bill Republican, anybody running against Biden, they would win. So they, beat both, like a drum, yeah. they both kind of need each other for this whole game to play out the way it's going to. Although the CNN polling yesterday showed all the Republicans, you know, basically tied with or beating Biden.
0: Right, right. It's, it's slightly reminiscent of the Hillary thing where really the only person Biden could beat is Trump. And, uh, and and the only
4: person Trump could beat is Biden, and they need each other? I don't know. You, you, I think Trump beats Gavin Newsom. I think that's possible. Or, a, yeah. a, or a, a, a liberal Democrat, but I don't know. Yeah, especially if Trump
0: brings his issues hard, like he has in the past. And and touts his record, which he's doing increasingly. Talk about the economy. Talk about the, the border and, and you know, the core issues, the dinner table issues, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. He could beat. Um, he could. He wouldn't necessarily, but he has a great chance. Not as bad as I think I accidentally portrayed it earlier. He can beat more than Joe Biden. But um, I, I'm not thrilled by the uh, by the prospect of a Trump-Biden uh, rematch, as is, is practically no one uh, and I, I will say for the record, I think uh, Haley DeSantis, DeSantis Haley, would beat Biden up and down the court, or whoever they ran it ran against. I think they would win 35 states. Um, but I am going to be disappointed, uh, uh, as you've predicted, and uh, that's fine. I woke up disappointed. So, <laughs> on with life.
4: <laughs> he got out of bed thinking, "Oh, another one of these, another yeah, <laughs> day." So it's fine. I'll live. Not looking forward to this one either.
0: Interesting thing happened the other day, Jack, when we were talking about the uh, bums and junkies issues in a couple of red states, specifically Montana. And as soon as I saw the headline, I knew it was Missoula because it is a liberal college town in the midst of a big red state. And, uh, And Casper, Wyoming knew it had to be Casper. And what's funny and a complete coincidence is both of those towns are lefty towns with uh, lots of benefits and a refusal to deal with uh, bums and junkies. And as it turns out, they have lots more bums and junkies. What? But that can't possibly be policy. But we got an email from a Missoula city councilor who heard the uh, the segment and wanted to comment on it. Cool.
4: So that's coming up, I'm assuming?
0: Uh, it is indeed. And if uh, sober analysis of the problem is not your thing, perhaps this headline will keep you around yikes transients defecating in missoula park drinking fountains
3: ah
4: yeah. Ooh, wow that almost brought me to my knees i wish you could have seen his face friends it was funny oh <laughs> that one almost brought me to my knees in Didn't the drinking fountain Dar. kids let's go to the convenience store and get a bottled water yeah, I almost
0: chundered myself. Wow, self chunderment.
4: <laughs> what kind of society puts up with this?
0: A crumbling one, one hmm. that has completely lost its way. A decadent society full of ideological wackadoodles. Whew. That is rough. You got He's reeling. To... Why don't you take a knee? Why don't you put this <laughs> uh, this uh, paper bag over your mouth and breathe deeply?
4: <laughs> you should warn people before that. I'm triggered or something. Uh, <laughs> stay with us more on the way.
2: at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: authorities investigating the eighth credible sighting of convicted killer Danilo Cavalcante. Despite being spotted almost every day, he continues to slip out of investigators' grasp. Connie Bertsendahl lives in the same area Cavalcante was spotted Tuesday.
1: I just don't understand. They were here two minutes after they called.
4: Still got away. Still got away. Police say Cavalcante has been traveling back and forth and is still contained in a search area of 8 to 10 square miles. The reward for information leading to his capture is now at $20,000. Wow, he's being spotted almost every day? Yeah, so many security cameras in the world now. Right, yeah, for better or worse.
0: and sometimes it's humans, clearly, but uh, at at least, you know, please hear our prayers. Uh, He hasn't hurt anybody else yet. Um, so keeping an eye on that, I guess uh, the victim of his murder, their family lives in the area. And they're in total lockdown. I'm sure they have cops uh, you know, protecting them, but oh, terrible, terrible. How about you uh, make your prison less easy to climb out of
4: there? Right. Especially if somebody had already done it.
0: So uh, earlier this week, we were talking about how a couple of blue cities in big red states all of a sudden have a bums and junkies problem. Because word has gotten out, hey, you can just go freeload there, park in or camp in the park or wherever you want. They won't do anything about it, uh, partly because they're, you know, soft-headed progressives who believe all compassion and no order will lead to a, a fine utopia, and partly because the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has utterly perverted the notion of law enforcement in the country with their abhorrent ruling now about five years ago that says you can't clear bums and junkies. From, par- from camping in public unless you have a shelter bed for every single one of them. And if 10 more move to town tomorrow, then all of a sudden you need 10 more beds or you can't enforce the law. It is insane. So we were talking about Missoula, Montana and Casper, Wyoming and how the uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles disease, the Portland fever, has spread to those two fine small cities. And got this note from Sandra on the Missoula City Council. Said, I was elected to my hometown of Missoula's city council when I was 29. I'm now up for re-election after four years. I have been the lone wolf trying to criminalize criminal behavior. I will not give up. Thank you for bringing up the huge homeless issue in Missoula. I've been on local radio, newspapers, and during council meetings, causing a huge fuss about the budget and the homeless issue. Below are recent things in the media. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you again for bringing it up. It's unfortunate it made national news, but when life gives you a huge problem in a Montana town, maybe the Missoula government will realize that what they're doing is not working. And she says some lovely things about the uh, the show. Thank you very much, Sandra, and, and keep up the good work there. I know it's got to be difficult being that lone voice. Um, the whole our policies are not working, we should change them, is incredibly difficult for progressives to admit. Brilliant um, uh, essay. We've talked about a bunch of times how San Francisco became a failed city, and that was the point that the liberal, lesbian, native San Francisco writer made, that the evidence plainly in front of people is insufficient to move them off their ideological mark because it's so much of who they are, how they see themselves.
4: Yeah, well, that's what I said when I uh, spoke at a city council meeting uh, several years ago now. Was, you know, Just ask, are things better? Is this, is it better now, the bike paths and the parks, or worse? And if it's worse, then why are we putting up with it?
0: So a, uh, a local radio man in Missoula uh, wrote an article after talking to Sandra. How bad, how bad is the transient crisis in Missoula? There are people doing drugs in the middle of the street. There are transients masturbating in public, and Ooh. one transient even defecated in a water fountain in a local park. <sighs> uh, women can't even take their toddlers to the park near her own home, they quote the lady. Um, and, uh, and and Sandra is a mom and can't take her kid to the park. As the Wall Street Journal reports, Missoula had 60
4: homeless encampments
0: in parks as of last uh, late August, according to a city report.
4: Yeah, that's the only caveat I had to our discussion the other day about these weird times where we live in where people won't let their 12-year-old go to the park by themselves. Yeah, um, I am letting my 12-year-old go to the park by himself, but it is different. When I went to the park as a kid, there weren't a bunch of grown men drug addicts living in the bushes.
3: Yeah.
0: That's absolutely true. It's a good point. So Sandra says, and I quote, I have a two-year-old, and we go to the parks. We go on the trails. We go underneath Russell Street Bridge, and we can't go there anymore, even though our tax dollars go toward those trails and parks. And here's the key part. And I keep saying, why can't we criminalize this criminal behavior? And they say, you can't criminalize being homeless. Yeah, I'm not criminalizing being homeless. I'm criminalizing criminal behavior. And she goes into some detail. According to Missoula Municipal Code, that shelter location, because it's within 300 feet of a residentially zoned area, it is illegal according to our own code. And when I pointed it out, they said, oh, no, it's an emergency shelter. Then I said, well, in code, you cannot have that. They said, oh, no, it's an emergency extreme weather shelter. And so that's for a specific weather event. And so when I called them out on that, they said, oh, no, we're just going to have a public hearing to say what we are blatantly going to be ignoring the rules. Lawlessness. People resent
4: lawlessness. And again, I say for the hundredth time, if every time you throw money at the situation, you end up with more street people. How long are you going to keep doing that?
0: Are your cronies
4: getting that money?
0: You think that's then the answer is perpetually. Yeah, it's a combination of, uh, as I'm always saying, remember, the purpose of power is uh, you get the keys to the treasury. Um, And then you get to hand out the money as you see fit to buy a coalition. So it's partly that, and it's partly just well-meaning, pardon me for the insult, it's beneath me, soft-headed progressives who actually believe a world of all compassion and no order will yield a utopia. The evidence is mountainous before your eyes, mountainous and stinky, but you can't admit you're wrong. It's sad.
4: Mountainous and stinky.
0: I stand by my words.
4: Uh, got a couple other things to get to. I hope you can stick around. The pullout from Afghanistan, taking a look at that, how poorly it went, trying to have a uh, reckoning on that.
3: Armstrong and Getty. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
1: The maximum penalty for Danny Masterson, a judge sentencing the actor to 30 years to life in prison for the rapes of two women two decades ago. It was a stunning fall from grace for the one-time star of that 70s show. Prosecutors painted a portrait of a predator who spiked the drinks of his two victims so he could rape them. The women and Masterson were all members of the Church of Scientology at the time. The women claimed the church harassed them after they reported the rapes, something the church has strongly denied.
4: Yeah, if you don't remember that 70s show, then this guy doesn't mean much to you because that's definitely what he's most famous for. But that was a very popular show and he was one of the stars and he's 47 years old now. He raped these women when he was at the height of his fame, 2003, I think it was. And uh, when that when he was a really, really big deal, uh, drugged them, raped them very violently according to their descriptions. It's uh, pretty awful. And then mm. they went to the Scientology Elders and were told to not call the police. That that's not how we handle things. To keep their mouths shut. And at some point, Danny Masterson uh, uh, or a lawyer offered one of the women an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. For we'll give you four hundred thousand dollars if you sign this, saying you're never going to talk about this ever again. And she was told by Scientology officials either sign the NDA about her encounter with Masterson saying it was consensual or risk being excommunicated and labeled as a suppressive. Now, I don't know all the Scientology lingo. I guess being a suppressive is something you don't want to be. Uh, She said, my life would be over. She was uh, the one that was raped, that had grown up. She was born into the church. Her parents were in the church. So it would have been a really big deal. My life would be over. My parents would have had to disconnect from me. I had a daughter in a Scientology school. I wouldn't be able to work with my parents. I wouldn't know where to go. My my parents would be labeled. And um, then she went to one of your high, powerful Beverly Hills celebrity attorneys, Marty Singer, which is a name I've heard before. They took her to his office, which, you know, fits in with the whole Hollywood lecturing us about morals all the time. But here you have one of your famous high-level attorneys involved in signing an NDA here. Uh, she said that when she got there, she was presented with a batch of documents from this attorney singer who instructed her not to touch the pages and only to sign it. So she wasn't supposed to read it or anything. Wow. Don't even touch it. Right. The hell is that? I don't know. Hey,
0: it's worth mentioning that there is a third woman uh, on whom uh, those charges, the jury deadlocked. They didn't acquit him. They just deadlocked. They couldn't come to a verdict. So he
4: got consecutive 15 year sentences. So 30 years, that's a long time. Well, and it's 15 to life, too. So, yeah.
0: Um, One of the victims said, since the week I came forward to police, I have been terrorized, harassed, and had my privacy invaded daily by the cult of Scientology for almost seven years now. Daily. But I don't regret it.
4: It's such a tough situation with the whole celebrity thing, because there absolutely are, and you know it. People out there who have sexual encounters with celebrities and think it's a way to either, you know, have a baby with them and be set for life or claim something bad happened and sue them and get money or whatever. that That is a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's obviously a real thing. There's also a certain number of celebrities that are absolute rapist scumbags who ought to be in prison for the rest of their lives to take advantage of their fame like this guy did.
0: It's awful. And yeah, have... Then have ample people in that, again, morally lecturing business who will protect them and cover for them and, 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 you know, damage the victims in whatever way is necessary to protect their cash cow.
4: Yeah, but it's just so terrible that, that you know, you've got both of those that happen regularly, and then you're, as a jurist, you're supposed to figure out, all right, who's telling the truth here? God dang it, that's, that sucks.
0: It's at least slightly interesting, and yes, I'm familiar with the Fifth Amendment, but uh, Masterson did not testify at the trial and did not speak at his sentencing.
4: So what does that mean to you? As a guy who almost went to law school?
0: I would at least think he would have spoken at the sentencing. But I wonder if his strategy is deny, 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 try to win on appeal. Yeah, they and are no so appeal. He, yeah, so he couldn't... Um, he couldn't express regret for what he'd done and and uh apologize to the women or anything like that. And if he was defiant and said, I didn't do it, this jury is wrong, it probably would have pissed the judge off even more, I would guess. Well, but again, my my experience actually litigating at trial is fairly limited.
4: He's uh he's married, he's got a wife who's standing by him, she blew him a kiss after the guilty verdicts came down and he was led away. You know, she believes I, him, obviously.
0: I would never, ever make excuses for anybody. There is no excuse um, for such a horrible act. Um, but this was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. How long has she been with him? She might have met him five years ago. His his drugging and raping women days might be long over. Who knows?
4: Meaning what? Bad.
0: just you know. I'm not shocked that he has a wife who thinks he's innocent and is loyal to him at this point. It was a long time ago.
4: They've been together for 11 years, but still, it'd be a decade before you got together.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, his individual crimes are are terrible and must be punished, but to me, it's all about Scientology in L.A. and law enforcement. Um, That's just, it's all so sordid. Follow uh, Leah Remini on uh, Twitter.
4: That's probably enough on that. She was the wife on Twitter. On the Kevin James show, what was that called? He was the
3: UPS driver, King of Queens. King of Queens.
4: He was the big fat UPS driver who inexplicably had this incredibly hot wife. He was uh, humorous and kind-hearted. He was humorous, but but, somewhat bumbling. Bumbling, (laughs) barely able to keep his life together without her help. That's
0: that's right, fat and stupid man, smart controlling woman. Every sitcom in America. (laughs)
4: Anyway, so she was, a, she was a longtime Scientologist, has left it, and is, like, trying, she says, to alert the world to how awful it is.
0: Specifically, it's abuses of women. Yeah. Among other things, I guess. But, yeah. sordid stuff, man.
4: I want to do that thing that Tom Cruise got to do, where you go in the room and you read the secret book or whatever, and you're not allowed to tell anybody what it says. No.
0: You'll never make the grade. Please. Please. Oh speaking of making the grade we were talking earlier about how the Wall Street Journal and College Pulse have a new poll out uh, well a ranking of uh, never mind US News and World Report it's all about the Wall Street Journal now ranking colleges and universities around America and Harvard has fallen to 6th we talked about Princeton's number 1 and I was scanning the list and uh, and to further reinforce your assertion that these lists are ridiculous although their standards are are at least somewhat reasonable their methodology um I saw my own alma mater the University of Illinois is at an impressive number 35. Would you like to know why? Mostly because they have fantastic engineering programs and computer science programs. I wasn't in any of those programs. I wouldn't have known what to do in the 101 class in those programs. They would have thrown me out as a numbskull. And yet I'm supposed to strut around saying, look at me, look at me. (laughs) It's just silly.
4: Well, I just think it's interesting that Harvard, which is top of lots of lists, and sixth even on this list, finished dead last in the fire-free speech poll. I mean, they got the least free speech of any university in America. They got a zero score. I mean, it's... ah.
0: The only school in the history of FIRE's rankings, which, granted, isn't that far back, to earn the abysmal ranking. They got a 0.00, and they said that was being generous. Their number was actually negative on allowing free speech, diversity of ideas, diversity of faculty, diverse ideas, not skin color. You got 15 different skin colors all spouting the same nonsense. That's not diversity.
4: So the most prestigious university in America... Which is the path to wealth and connection, which is usually how you get in, and then for the rest of your life, doesn't believe half of the country's point of view should even exist. Correct.
0: Yeah, they don't even let it exist so they can knock it down. It just should never be heard. I'm going to hit you with the bottom ten next segment. How do you feel about that? The least. The names on the, yes, the least free speechy. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I like
0: that. the 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 universities at the bottom of the list will shock you,
4: and uh, and some other stuff coming up. Man, I don't know. You know what? The the football game last night. So I was seeing burbling around on Twitter. Just the this is the most ridiculous line ever that they, that people were picking uh, Detroit or having Detroit that close, mm-hmm. and Detroit won. So it's a, it's amazing. The whole game is. Thing.
0: Yep, the NFL is back in DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL is hooking new customers up with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly.
4: Yep, you can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this summer. Check out the app to see what you get.
0: Yeah, oh, let's see. Zabba, dabba, Don't wait till kickoff to get in the hype. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Armstrong and Getty. Again, that's Armstrong and Getty. Spell it out. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crowd is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net In New York, call 877 8 hope Y or text HOPE-NY-467-369 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources Bonus bets expire 7 days after
1: The
3: Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: We have a breaking ruling from the craziest state in America, California. Gavin Newsom signs, that's the governor of California, signs uh, Bill 1307, which responds to a court ruling blocking UC Berkeley housing for students and formerly homeless people. The bill confirms that people cannot be considered pollution... Under the CEQA, whatever that is, so they're trying to argue that people are pollution. So you could, I don't know. All right, so whatever that is, uh, we got this text, which I think is hilarious. This is also from California. The Tesla supercharger station at Harris Ranch in Colinga, which I've used before for my car, is powered by diesel generation, ge- diesel generators. How great That's is that? That's some crazy BS. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that story. I guess it's
0: like hidden across the street in some nondescript building. Diesel generators powering the uh, the, oh, the charger.
4: Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, How my nice God. Is that?
0: Same state, by the way, where they're on the verge of making it illegal to misgender your own child. If your confused adolescent girl comes home and says, I'm a boy, and you say, No, you're not, that is by law going to be child abuse in California, and you can have your child taken away. Why are people leaving California? It's because housing is expensive. Okay. More on that, I'm sure to come. So the good folks at FIRE, which used to be the foundation for individual rights in education, but now is the foundation for individual rights in expression—same name, different words—has um, come out with their college rankings of freedom of speech. And you know, let's uh, let's let's praise before we kick, Jack. Uh, your your top ten. For Best Free Speech Policies, um, bah, 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 bah. where is it? Michigan Technological University, which is obviously a small school, but good for them. Auburn, University of New Hampshire. Oregon State, somewhat surprising in a liberal state. Florida State, University of Virginia. Texas A&M, George Mason University. Y- University of North Carolina and University of Colorado Boulder. So I congratulate you people. You deserve the praise.
4: Wow, you see Boulder. That's surprising to me also.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, And there are surprises at some surprises at the bottom. end. Harvard is the last place with an abysmal rating and a sub zero score. They so aggressively squash any free expression.
4: They have just over one percent of their faculty that calls themselves conservative. And then they don't allow any conservative speakers or authors or anything like that to be involved.
0: Yeah, the the folks at Fire really brought the fire in describing how horrible Harvard is. Second worst, University of Pennsylvania.
4: Well, what's most interesting about this is like Harvard's got to, you know they're completely aware of their culture. It's not like they're they they they, they these ratings came out yesterday and they're what? Well, this is what the, we need to do something about this. They they they're going out of their way to make it that way. They I'm sure they see this as a win, which is a weird ideology, isn't it? We're so oh, right scary. about we're so right about everything that we shouldn't have, that that we're doing the good we're doing the right. Everybody should be following our lead. Why would you let the evil doers, you know, uh, ideas see the light of day ever?
0: Right, right. The ideas that are fifty fifty in the country and were, you know, at least representative represented in a healthy way. Only a few years ago, no, it's completely been stomped out at Harvard. This your elite university, my ass. Also terrible. University of Pennsylvania. That was a Leah Thomas school, that fellow who swam on the uh, the women's swim team. University of South Carolina. Surprising. Conservative state. I wonder if it's like uh, too tough on liberal folks. I'll have to look into that.
4: I would like to know more about how you get the culture, because the North Carolina was on the top 10 list. Mm-hmm. South Carolina is on the bottom 10 list. They're not that far apart. And just how they came to be that way. Yeah, I'll have to dig into that one. Like I, wonder, I said, I that's how many, a bit of a head scratcher. I wonder how many individuals are involved in sending the culture the direction it goes.
0: Ron DeSantis has done some fantastic work in Florida, D. Uh, what would you call it, uh, you know, just introducing the idea that you have to have diversity of opinion. You cannot have just one opinion. Otherwise, you are not earning the state tax dollars that we fork over to you in enormous amounts. You're not doing your job. Anyway, uh, fourth from the last, from the worst, is Georgetown, then Fordham University, then Skidmore College, Northwestern Wow, duquesne Dartmouth, University of Texas at Austin, Tulane, UC Davis, miserable score. Shocking! Yeah, a lot of these allegedly elite universities, you've heard these names.
4: University of Texas. Austin. Right, I get that, but... You would think
0: there would still be enough Texas and Austin to... Yeah. And look, there's Yale. Portland State. Yeah, ask Peter Boghossian about that. Marquette, University of Florida. Wow, that's interesting. University of Florida is poor. Again, there are a few, a very few universities in the country where, admittedly, progressive opinions are less than popular. I'm not saying that's one of them. I'd have to look into it because, you know, I've made the point many times that maybe you're in a blue state, maybe you're in a blue town. I promise you. There is an island of blue. Did I say blue? I meant red. You're in a very red state. There is an island of blue. It's called your local schools. Almost
4: S- certainly. So Florida State's in the top ten allowing intellectual diversity. University of Florida's in the bottom, toward the bottom. That's really interesting. Yeah,
0: they, uh, they rank well for having a speech code that's not restrictive. They're in the top 40 of comfort expressing ideas, the kids saying, no, you can speak your mind, but they're 163rd in their tolerance for speakers. They're almost 100th ranked in allowing disruptive conduct to prevent the heckler's veto. And uh, they score very, very poorly for openness. I'm not sure. Oh, Matt, that measures the students' perceived ability to have conversations about difficult topics on campus.
4: Well, you mentioned uh, University of California Davis toward the bottom of the list. I remember when they had the riot or near riot a couple of years ago. Was it Condoleezza Rice or Ben Shapiro or somebody like that was going to come speak? And the place went aps. Yeah, they
0: rank way, way down in comfort expressing ideas. And, and miserably for tolerance for speakers that dare, uh, you know, speak against the one ideology that's allowed. And they're 250th in disruptive conduct. Meaning, if you're a heckler, you will you are absolutely able to prevent any ideas being heard that you don't like at UC but, Davis.
4: But in their minds, at that college and all those others at the bottom, th- th- we are tolerant. We're the most tolerant people. That's what we are as progressives. We're the most tolerant by not allowing those people to speak,
0: which is that a is weird way to... bitterly t- hilarious or hilariously bitter.
4: Well, that's f- factually correct, isn't it? Isn't that what they're yeah. saying? Yeah,
0: essentially, yeah. Yeah, they need to be emptied out and, and, and paved over, made into you know uh, low-income housing, or just uh, get rid of all the faculty, all the staff, and start again. They are so poisoned and diseased, there's no point in continuing to operate them. Sorry, kids, I know you paid all that tuition money, but eh, you wasted it.
4: An interesting idea that we're the free expression tolerant people, so we're not going to allow anybody to the left or to to the right of center at all to to speak. They
0: got to rename it the University of Mao at Davis.
4: So if you miss an hour, get the podcast. Subscribe to Armstrong and Getty on demand.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, were Prohibited by Law. See terms and conditions 18. plus. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh?
3: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country.